Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, I think Mega Rapidash can be a really sweet fire fairy. Yes. That one should be with like Pegasus wings. Yes. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town radio tower, it's the one, the only Pucko Podcast. Welcome to the 352nd episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my spectacular co-host, the first of which being the golden vocal voice of Bosophis. Uh, they're actually just silver-lined. Silver-lined. I don't... Is that expensive to get done, or is it just, like, natural? Um, actually, no. I just put, like, a little bit of um, silver dust in each one of my teas in the morning, it just naturally coats the vocal cords. I'm not going to take that joke any further. Um, that sounds really unhealthy, and I hope nobody ever does that. Uh, yeah, I've been doing it for the past uh, eight years. We are also joined by the one, the only, the man who wanted to be a minstrel, Mr. Maximus. Salutations, fairly wells. How do you do this afternoon, morning, or evening that suits you well? Knowing what you look like in real life. It would be kind of hilarious to have you show up to a PuckleCon and you're kind of dressed up in like the Renaissance like bard costume to be a minstrel to just like fully grab that. You're just mm. so tall. I feel like it would be incredibly out of character, but it would be hilarious. It like, would. Full tights and, and the yeah. poofy like short pants. Yeah. And the big, the big hat, the big poofy hat that's kind of like to the side. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. What a sitar and- to my side. I was, yeah, I was thinking like a little loot, like a tiny little loot, though. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name that I came up with when I was 16 back in 2007. We talk everything from the video game to the trading card game to Pokemon Art Academy. So welcome back if you're old. Welcome if you're new. We really appreciate you listening. We have a fun show lined up for you here today, guys, and I'm excited to get into it. But before we kick it off too much, I just want to know how things been with you guys. How, how's life? How's everything? 
Things are going actually pretty great. I'm about to move here uh, in the next week or so. Going to be moving like straight into St. Louis, so it'll be awesome. Um, I've actually been playing a lot of Pokemon Go. Are you friends with me on Pokemon Go? No. Wait, how come you guys are not friends on Pokemon Go? <laughs> I don't know. I'm friends with Maximus. Maximus and I are almost uh, third level friends. I'm upset that we're not friends on Pokemon Go. <laughs> yeah, well, we can we can change that after yeah, today. Absolutely. Yeah, I've been playing Pokemon Go. Um, I've also been playing uh, Pokemon Prism, the ROM hack on my phone, just as like a poop game. That's been going really great. I really like that. This guy got like a bunch of weird puzzles in it, and uh, it goes to like some weird two D stuff too. Plus, the like the villains are really funny. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's it. Okay. Okay. Did you hear that they're actually taking down a bunch of ROM sites now, and it's real sad. Yeah, I'm trying to get into like some of the old ones that I used to really love, like Pokemon Glazed was really good. Taking a lot of them down. Yeah. Get them while they're hot, man. Go get Ash Gray while you can. <laughs> yeah, Ash Gray's classic. Did they ever finish it? I don't know that they ever finished it. It's always just like a continuous work in progress. I think they got up to like halfway through the Orange Islands or something, and I don't think anything else happened. Like, they released, like, little patches or updates or stuff, but it was never anything big. It would just, like, fix little bugs. Let me see if I can find it. But, yeah, no, they they got somewhat far. I think, okay, so I just found one that's all the way up to March 2017. And I am not sure how far it actually goes. Mm. It looks like they changed up the format a little bit, but I don't know. I'm not sure. It, just, it looks like it didn't finish. You got any ROM hacks that you love, uh, email them at the Puckle Podcast at gmail.com. Oh, man. I don't know that I have time for more ROMs. But if they're going to be taking them down, man. That's true. Oh, we'll just host them on our website. That's how. That's a good way to get Nintendo to notice us. Yeah. <laughs> just start posting them to our website. <laughs> then we'll get a nice cease and desist letter, you know? Yeah. They'll be like, okay, guys. We're on hey, good terms. while we're here... <laughs> That's exactly how we get our in with the Pokemon company right there. Yeah, it's totally break it, fix it style. The oldest marketing in the book. Yeah. How about you, Maximus? What have you been up to? Uh, well, like the bow himself, I've been playing a lot more Pokemon Go. Actually, I've been riding on this Pokemon Go train ever since PuckleCon. Because before PuckleCon, I stopped playing Pokemon Go for like a half a year. So. Same. It's a good way to get exercise. True. Fun fact. <laughs> true, true. And also, I've been playing a lot more Showdown. I stopped Ooh. making Pokemon because it just got like a little repetitive. Because I don't like. The, well, originally I made the Pokemon that I like just like playing with, like all oh, my cheese comp. But um, with Showdown, I'm gonna have to try a lot more interesting things. Like I once took a Pu to, to um Pu Pokemon, not po- not Pu Pokemon, Pu team and Bou with it. <laughs> so there was some like hacks and cheats and like like i'm not cheating i just i just get re- really lucky with some of this stuff no you're just better than them that's the real answer you're better than them you practice yeah. you're the best around nobody's ever gonna keep you down <laughs> and that's the truth of it uh as for myself i've actually i've been doing a lot i went and did an ex raid for pokemon go actually yesterday that was a good time got the mewtwo that was my second one I didn't expect for it to happen. There's like a sprint store down the street from where I live. 
And I was just passing by it one day. And I'm like, oh, cool. A little raid. Let's go do it. That's an easy like 3,000 experience, right? And then the next day it comes up and I got an EX raid pass. And I'm like, oh, I did not know that was an EX raid gym. But I guess that's cool. So I went and did that. Ended up doing a couple other raids yesterday. Uh, did a Regirock raid. Did not catch it. That was, I think, more disappointing to me than the Mewtwo. Mm. Yeah. And then I, I've been playing some Pokemon Crystals for funsies. Though last week, man, I was gonna I was gonna do some other stuff, go stream and everything, but I ended up having to travel a lot for work, and I was sleepy, and then I got sick, and now I'm here, and we're making a podcast about Pokemon, and that's my life. Word. What, a, what a life. Yep, what a life, man. Yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah, I, I plan on doing some more stuff this week. I plan to get back to streaming this week. I want to get some battles in. We got Battlecast coming out this week that I need to actually prep for. And do some battle casty things and then record it and stuff with our good friend uh Shamu and probably Sigma. It's gonna be I'm I'm a big fan of Battlecast and the way we reformatted it. I don't know if you guys listened to it yet, but I'm a big fan of the way it was reformatted. I have not. I've loved the separation of Puckle uh and Puckle Plus so much that I haven't listened to Puckle Plus at all. Honestly, it's so convenient that I'm like, oh, crap, I'm not listening to the other shows. So honestly, you're (laughs) honestly, you're the reason people like you, Bo, are the reason why we did it. I I know. And I'm like, (laughs) and I was like, I'll totally do both. And I'm like, crap. Because there are people. Well, there were people who were frustrated that their feed was getting cluttered with our sideshows. And so mm-hmm. we wanted to make sure we can split it. I, we we didn't make a feed for every single podcast, like Game Corner didn't get its own feed and TCG Cast didn't get its own feed, only because those I, I view those kinds of shows as things that we can kind of drop whenever we feel like dropping them, and then we can pick up on something else. And instead of having a dead feed, at least you still have a feed with something else going on. I think a perfect example of that is Movie Cast. Um, right. So- right. Somebody like, sent us a tweet about that. They asked us if we were going to complete movie cast ever, and I didn't reply. Um, mm. I don't know what I don't know what complete means, by the way. Uh, I, I would I would assume go through all the movies. Yeah, complete. I think they made it through some. I think they made it through like ten or twelve of them. Yeah, and, did they get to Sinnoh? Yeah, they got. Yeah, to yeah, Sinnoh. they got to Sinnoh. But the I so like I want to make an official statement about MovieCast here just so people have it in their headphones and stuff like that and they can hear me say it but my real answer to that is Ethan's gone there was a lot of Ethan in MovieCast I don't know if people realized how much soul he brought to that show but unless we can find somebody who's as passionate and as knowledgeable as Ethan and able to tear a movie apart in that respect I don't know that I'm comfortable releasing MovieCast whatever number we're on now 15 or 16 or something like that so that that's my official statement and on that on that note we'll kick it on over to the news we got some news to talk about so (laughs) (laughs) let's cue that epic music Radio Tower. This just in. And in the news, we have actually not that much. I like hyped that up a lot with that voice, but there isn't that much going on. So on October 2nd, guess what's coming out 
they are releasing the movies one through three collection in the United States on October 2nd in a standard Blu-ray case. Previously, you could already buy this in a steelbook. I'm pretty sure it's the same thing. Except no Pikachu shorts. It's a ripoff. Don't buy this product. Worthless. I bought the steelbook version of this. It still does not have the Pikachu shorts in it, which is sad. Garbage. Worthless. Zero out of ten would not buy. You and I bought... You were with me when we bought the steelbook. Okay. The Blu-rays are gorgeous. Yes. Seven out of ten... Now, probably eight out of eight point five out of ten on the Blu-ray quality, but without the Pikachu shorts, brings it down to zero. It does look gorgeous, yeah. though. I can't believe how good they look. It blows my mind. Yeah, they're talking about this as if there's something new. It's not. It's just hey, instead of a steel book, you can go get it there. The thing is, at least it's the first three movies, which are the only really good ones. They do already have a DVD collection for movies four through seven. Which is fine because all of those are bad, like objectively. I think the mm-hmm. best one out of the bunch is maybe Pokemon Heroes. I like Destiny Deoxys because in no other movie do you get uh, Rayquaza fighting two Deoxys in a city. So Destiny Deoxys has, this is a complete aside, has one of the most ethically disturbing actions that happen in it, for me at least. And this is that when, so Deoxys is like this new creature that lands on Earth, right? These guys automatically go, this a Pokemon. And I'm just like, how is it? How do you know it's not like an intelligent being like you? And it's just like, nope, not a human. We're going to put it in a ball. Yeah. I'm just like, wow, this sounds, you guys are awful. I don't want, I don't know if I want to live in the Pokemon world anymore. You just assume no. anything not human is a Pokemon. Well, but in the Pokemon lore, humans are Pokemon. Okay. We can get into that at some point, but not today. <laughs> <laughs> not today. I think there's a lot of things to talk about there, but not today. We could definitely yeah. dive into it. I will call your <laughs> and raise <laughs> you, sir. Oh man. So other than that, there wasn't too much news. There's a lot of Pokemon Go news. First of all, if you're interested in raiding level five raids without friends, you can go catch a Regirock in Pokemon Go now. It is the final Reggie to be announced as a tier five raid. So that's cool. Also, starting Monday. Um, which is when the show comes out, you can download or you'll get the special research to catch Celebi in Pokemon Go. So that's pretty cool. Unless you went to GoFest. Um, if you went to GoFest, you got Celebi for free. If you complete this special research, you just get more candy. So meh, it's all right. It's not the greatest thing in the world, but it's all right. But I can't wait to see what kind of impossible Pokemon I have to catch like Ditto. <laughs> I, I can't wait to see what that's like. I just completed that. I'm stuck on the catching ghost types. Ghost types. <laughs> I have really? four. Wait, what level are you guys on? What I, I, I'm already finished with that. I'm finished. Oh, really? Yeah, I finished it a while ago. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm on, I'm on, I think, the fifth tier. I just started playing again, though, like you said, Maximus, after PopoCon. Gotcha. I'm, I'm level 28. All right, but if you want to do more in Pokemon Go, there's some more stuff that's also coming out. Uh, right now, I believe there is... Uh, oh, man, I just missed it. I forgot what I was going to say. There's They're updating the app, though, this week as well to fix some glitches and stuff like that. So watch out for that. And Pokemon Go is just doing Pokemon Go. Oh, I was thinking about Community Day. They did announce the next Community Day. It is going to be Chikorita. It's going to be on September 22nd. 
they also announced the next two dates for Community Day, which is October 21st, and then once again on Octo- on November 10th. So we could totally go catch some Pokemon then. My bets are it's either going to be Ghastly in October or Ralts. That's what my money's on. November is going to be Totodile. Calling it now, guys. Calling it now. If I'm famous, if I get it right, I pr- the Totodile one's not that bold, but I think October is pretty bold. I like that Chikorita is in September because Chikorita shinies are like fall-ish. Yeah. That's when it starts going to fall. You're exactly right. And there will be shiny uh, Meganiums and gems and stuff, and mm-hmm. it'll be it'll be nice. Uh, this event is going to have three times capture experience as well as three hour lure modules. There's always three hour lure modules, uh. but three time, times capture experience is really fun for that time. It's always two p.m. to five p.m. Eastern yeah. or eleven a.m. to two p.m. Pacific time. Your choice, whichever time zone you want to convert from. <clears throat> And I think, I mean, that's honestly it. That's like all of the Pokemon news that's happened. <laughs> uh, there was, there was a, there were a couple, this week, folks. there were a couple uh, fun little videos for Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee that came out. One of them showed some new moves or showed moves being used in Let's Go, as well as that hideous uh, PVP stadium. Oh, yeah. Ew. It makes my soul hurt. They also did show Mega Kangaskhan like, and Mega Gyarados as well in uh, in a trailer. Yeah, what do you think? You think that you think they're highlighting Megas a lot because they're gonna do new ones? I do not. I don't think so. But if they did, I wouldn't be surprised if that makes any sense. Like they're they're Pokemon. They're gonna do what they want to do. And if they feel like Megas are the way to go to hype people up for this, then so be it. But I feel like that's a... I mean, Megas are kind of the way they showed that they can add things <laughs> mid-generation, right? Mm-hmm. Though they... If we talk about adding Pokemon mid-generation, Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, there's your example. They're just breaking all the conventions anyway. So there really aren't any rules. They very well could just be like, yeah, man, we're welcome to the future. This is, here, have your Mega Golem, your Mega Machamp. Um, Machamp's now Spider-Man. And, or doc, Dr. <laughs> Octopus. <laughs> He's just running around with his eight arms and punching things even faster. But I, I could see them doing it as a Pokemon fan and not not a Bosephus Pokemon fan. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of at the point right now where, especially after the past five years, right, uh, the past five years have felt to me like a constant celebration of Generation 1. And I just yeah, want... I'm tired of it. I'm kind of just <laughs> over it, right? Like, if we go all the way back to X and Y, it's just a Generation 1 celebration. You've got X and Y where they're just like, hey, Mega Evolutions, by the way. And they're just like, also, by the way, have a Gen 1 starter of your choice. Have fun with that. And like, yeah, that's that was really cool at the time. All of the music in X and Y kind of celebrated Pokemon as a whole. And then they just keep adding Megas and stuff like that. And then Sun and Moon are coming out. And of course, it's the 20th anniversary of Pokemon at that point. And then they're yeah. just like, yeah, Alolan Pokemon, which are only Gen 1 Pokemon, by the way. And, well, then, and then they go ahead. Oh, they also did uh, the Ruby Sapphire remakes, which were also done at the same time as the uh, Fire Red Leaf Green, the Red Blue remakes. 
So, you know, it's still almost like more Gen 1 tacked on top of it. And then on top of it, that they say, hey, you know what the next ge- the first game on the Switch is? It's just Gen 1 again. Like, yeah. here you go. And <laughs> just like... And not to mention uh, the other thing would be Pokemon Go for like the long for the first ten months of its existence, or not ten, I'd say eight months of its existence. It was just Gen One Pokemon, right? Yeah. And man, I'm just tired. I'm, I have ba- Gen One fatigue. Basically, Gens four through six don't exist right now. Yeah, <laughs> it just really it just hurts me. I would be so okay with just letting Pokemon be Pokemon, and I can understand where they're coming from. Especially with what they're trying to do with the Let's Go games. And also, I, I can understand to an extent, but deep down in my heart of hearts, I'm just so tired. I'm so tired of let Gen 1. And that's not a popular opinion. <laughs> well, I, I'd say it's a semi-popular opinion. It depends on who you are in the fandom. And I just, I am just so tired of it, though. Give it six months. We'll get, we'll get Gen 4 out in Pokemon Go. And yeah. that'll be revitalizing. Uh, uh, let's go we'll have been out we'll have played that game and then we'll have heard news on our new, new beloved gen 8 hopefully we'll we'll hear about gen 8 probably in no in at the earliest it's going to be february that's my opinion at the earliest it's going to be february but it's probably going to be something more like march or april oh, okay well six to eight months that match just it's going to be so depressing in. just just hang in there buddy Gen 4 will be out in Pokemon Go before you know it. Just hang on. Just, just breathe. <laughs> I'm just, I'm so fatigued though by Gen 1. I mean, I'm going to keep talking about Pokemon because Gen 7 is at least like modern quote unquote Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all 18 of them. All, all six. <laughs> I think it, I think the number comes up to be like 73 or something like that. Oh, I meant the ones that are like actually talk aboutable. Oh, oh, that's not even 18. That's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, hey, Taco right. Coco, and then we're done. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but that is wow. going to, I mean, that's really it in the news, though. They were just like hyping up Let's Go a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised with Pokemon Worlds being next weekend if we got some kind of reveal on Friday. Because uh, they typically do something at the opening ceremonies where they're just like, oh, by the way, we announced this. And we're just like, oh, that's cool because that's where Crab Brawler was announced. They also announced um, they announced Mega Kangaskhan at Worlds, which I found really ironic and funny because that was a Pokemon that dominated VGC for quite a while. They've just announced a lot of things over the years at Worlds that have had a bigger impact on the Pokemon Pokemon community as a whole. And so I wouldn't be surprised if at Worlds this weekend on Friday we they're just like, hey, by the way, Mega Machamp's a thing. And it's just like, oh, that's really weird. And they're just like, guess what? He gets even slower, like every Pokemon we make now. And it's just like, I guess that's cool, guys. I'm sure you don't understand your own meta. It's fine. I just want Mega Starmie. Mega Starmie oh, can be cool. A lot of people have been asking for that. Yeah. I don't know how that works out for you. Like, but that's, well, Since, since that's they fine. announced the copyright thing, I was just like, mm, Mega Starmie would be rad. That's probably one of the only ones I would agree with, honestly, because a lot of them I don't think need megas. I don't think I don't think Golem needs one in particular. And honestly, I think you Machamp's know, fine, especially since there's an Alolan Golem. Anyone that has an Alolan version of it shouldn't get a mega. Oh my I gosh! Just so, yeah, you just just it's only for Golem. There's just not Alola Golemite. 
Okay, like, that's just a that's lot so, of words. That's so easy. We're done that's now. So We're done. <laughs> there's not, a, yeah, there's just not going to be an Alola Golemite. Yeah. Other than that, I don't think there's any other good news in Pokemon right now, but we'll keep you updated next week when something inevitably drops. So we will catch you guys with that next week. But before then, we're going to switch gears to Puckle's Pokey Quiz. We're going to quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. So let's switch on over to that. And welcome to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. For those of you new to the show, the way this works is Bo and Maximus are going to be operating as a team to earn points. They are competing against the rest of the co-hosts on the show to get more points uh, than them. It's a race to 30 points. The first person to 30 points gets to choose a plush from PokemonCenter.com under $20 in value. And they win that. It's cool. It's a fun time. They actually get to win prizes and stuff. So right now, Bo isn't even on the board. So let's hope for the best. There will be five questions, one of which will include a bonus point. They also have a hint they can use on one of the questions, kind of like a lifeline. If they don't use that hint and answer all the questions correctly without it, they actually can cash that in for an extra point for a maximum possible total of seven today. So if you guys are ready, let's get into it. I'm Randy. So my first question for you guys is, what move breaks protect? Isn't that faint? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's faint. F-E-I-N-T. Yeah. Yeah. Is that your final answer? (laughs) Yeah. That is correct. The answer is faint. Uh, They were talking about this on the Discord server, so I thought I would bring it up because it's an interesting point. Faint does break protect. Some people didn't think that existed. So it it's does. It's actually an anime too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good move. It's plus two priority, and I think it's got a base power of 30. They dropped it just because it's not, they don't want it to be overpowered. It's not used very often in VGC, but it is every once in a while. If I'm not mistaken, I either Scyther or Pinsir gets it. And if, Pin, if Scyther gets it, that's pretty good for technician. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Ooh, yeah. Nice. So. On the role of where we're going to be talking about priority just a little bit, I want to ask you another question. So that's one point for you guys, by the way. You guys are doing pretty well. You're one for one. I want to know what move has the highest priority of plus five and goes before every move, including protect. So what's Sucker Punch's priority? Is that plus three? It's, it's, it's not. It's, that's, it's not plus five. <clears throat> I don't think it's plus five. Well, actually, hold on. He's at, he's at, wait, plus five. Goes oh. before protect. But I mean... Protect's priority as a given is going to be plus four. Just plus four. so you know. Wait, wait, is it, is it like rage powder or follow me? It's like one of those moves or something like that? Or no? I'm trying to even think what, what moves are Because yeah, wouldn't it be one of those obscure things? Because I know it's, it's high up there, but I want to say it's only like plus three or plus four. Because I think I've seen Extreme Speed outspeed um, Sucker Punch. Yeah. I've seen okay. that. So it's not, it can't be Sucker Punch. Unless it's like. Um, Do you want to use our hint? We might as well. Like, I don't feel like, like I don't know if we're going to get all of Yeah, them. I don't I don't think we have a good enough answer. 
your hint mm-hmm. then is this is a status move that is only good in double battles. Yeah, it probably is like Rage Powder or Follow Me. It's good mm-hmm. to use on your partner. Oh, oh, wait, is it that move? Is it that move? Um, helping Hand? It could be. Actually, it could be. I, I, I haven't seen Helping Hand in a good long time. Not since, like, Pokemon Coliseum. <laughs> That's the last time I've seen Helping Hand in a battle. Um, I'm going to need an answer. I don't think it has any priority. Do you want to say one of the things? We could. I'm thinking, is it, what's that move that um you can, like, relay, ally, not ally switch, but relay switch, I don't know, that oh, you can... What, uh, like, you can do it to your partner and make him attack again. What's that move called? The one, one uh, pe- uh, not Pangoro, Orangaroo? Yeah, what's that move called? Uh, instruct. Instruct. Or is that his ability? No, his ability, ability is telepath. Is telepathy. Yeah, telepathy and, um... Okay, do you want to say instruct? We can, because I can't think of anything else. Okay. I, I doubt that's it, but... I, I, don't, I don't know either. Yeah, we're shooting in the dark. Instruct is unfortunately incorrect. The answer is actually helping hand. Oh my Rest god! Up. I even said it. I was like, I don't even think helping hand has priority. Helping hand goes before oh. everything else. Oh. Like I said, I haven't seen that move done since Coliseum. No one uses it. They use it actually a lot in VGC. I've never seen it from the battles mm-hmm. I've seen. I I used it particularly on uh, the team that actually I let Bo borrow at PuckleCon. There, I used Helping Hand. It's nice to get a little bit of extra damage output if you need it. It's kind of one of those just tech moves like, oh, I've got an extra slot and I've got a support mon. Let me throw Helping Hand in there. Mm. So good to just just for your knowledge, Helping Hand goes first. It doesn't matter, though. Nobody really cares if it goes before protect. All right. <laughs> so we want to know then. Uh, that's that's two questions. You're one for two, one point. So we're gonna be we're gonna keep riding this priority hype train for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> so this next question, uh, it comes with a built-in hint because I didn't think it was a good question unless you guys got a little bit of a hint. I want to know what Pokemon can learn the most non-zero priority moves so moves that have plus one or minus priority um hint it's a fighting type and it's from gen 2 okay well there are only three fighting types in gen 2 in their hair think about what? it anything that can't well technically that's not true i can't say that how do i know that what that's easy it could be tyro because it can learn all the Egg moves that its parents can learn. Well, then, but then wouldn't it be Hitmontop? Because doesn't Hitmontop learn True. any any other priority moves? Can we say the line? I get no, no, because there's there's a difference in in some of in, in the line. Okay, well then then I guess we have to say Hitmontop. Yeah, I guess and that's the case. Is Hitmontop your final answer then? E. That is yeah. correct. It is Hitmontop. He learns <laughs> is it rolling kick. Uh, he learns fourteen uh, boosted priority moves and two lowered priority moves. He learns like sixteen priority moves. It's nutsos. It's crazy. But that gives you guys two points today. Uh, that is two points um, out of three so far. This next question is, as always, your bonus point question, and it has nothing to do with priority. It has to do with the Pokemon TCG base set. 
All right. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, boy. No, I got this, Maximus. Don't worry. I was just like, don't, don't worry. I don't In worry. the Pokemon trading card game, it is typical for water-type Pokemon to have weaknesses to lightning and to also grass-type Pokemon. It turns out, though, that in the base set of Pokemon, all all most uh, water types were weak to lightning type, except for two evolutionary lines. What were they? One is Poliwag. I know that one. Um, and I want to say the other is Omanyte. Is that your uh, final answer? I'm not 100%, but I mean, that's that's what comes to me at the top of my head without looking at anything. Okay, you're going to say, is, is Maximus okay with those as well? Go Dude, right ahead. TCG's I, all your territory, man. I know for a fact Poliwag. I don't think it's like Cedra. I don't think it's Shelter. It's definitely not Articuno. Was Ammonite in base set? No. Oh, base set. Wait, base set? Oh, never mind. Shoot. I'm thinking like the whole thing. No, never mind. Get out of here. No, definitely not Ammonite. Thank you for that that uh, that that uh, little helper. I didn't say anything. It didn't happen. We'll cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Smeagol, get rid of that, would you? Oh, Magikarp. No, is Magikarp in base? I'm gonna say Magikarp. I think it's Gyarados, though. Is that your final answer? Yeah. That is correct. It is the Poliwag line and only Gyarados, actually. Magikarp is actually, Magikarp is actually weak to ele- lightning. It's a, weird, it's a weird evolution because Gyarados also isn't actually uh, weak to grass in the video game. But Magikarp is. But Magikarp is. So I thought that was an oddity, and so it was really weird. <laughs> yeah. that, was a, that was a good That's two points for you guys. So you guys are back up to four points for the day. So let's see if we can make it an even five for you. As always, the last question is the base deck question. And so I want to know, what fairy type Pokemon has the highest base HP? Oh, well, you said fairy type. Fairy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We had to pause for a second. Uh, Not bug. I think it's fairy type. Hmm? Would it be like Xerneas or Deancey? No, see... I think it may be Wigglytuff, because I know they have a lot of HP, just all their other stats suck. Oh? It could be Wigglytuff. Um, but I'm trying to think all the other fairies, and all the legendaries, too. Um, because right now, that's the main thing in my mind, but um, it's not Clefable, it's not Florigus. Mm. Um... Uh, what are any, even any other fairy types? Not like aromatis, I wouldn't think. I mean, they're big, but they're not. No. Like... I'm going to need an answer. If you think Wigglytuff, I'm cool with Wigglytuff. I think it's Wigglytuff. Like, like I said, like its HP is really good. It's just its other stats are just terrible. Okay. All right. I'm down, man. Wigglytuff right, we... is correct. Wigglytuff has a base HP of 140, far beyond, I think, number two slot. I forget what it is, but it's far beyond that. So it's going to be a good time. So that gives you guys five points for today, and that changes up the board somewhat. Um, <laughs> somewhat. Somewhat. It's not, it's not, it's so easy for somebody to get the number two slot right now. It's incredibly easy. So I think, 
I'm looking at it right now. I think number two is Jigglypuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Right now in first place, we have Scrawn with 23 points. Tied for second and third place, we have Sublime and Mr. Maximus with 10 points apiece. In fourth place, we have Gator and Jushiro tied with eight points. We have Sigma in sixth place with seven points. Shamu in seventh place with six points. Whimsicott, Basket, and Bosephus are all tied for eighth place with five points. And Snag is bringing up the rear with one. And everybody else has yet to get on the board. So that is going to be it for this episode of Puckle's Pokey Quiz. And we're going to take a short break, guys, and we're going to hit you up with the topic. Look out! A wild bow appeared, telling you how you can enhance your Puckle experience. If you haven't already, join us on Discord, where you can chat with other players and hosts. Follow and like our social medias, and come and watch us play on Twitch. If you're able to give anything, try Patreon.com or TeePublic, where you can get all kinds of sweet Puckle merch. And, last but not least, check out our Puckle Plus, where you can find shows like Game Corner, TCG Cast, and Battlecast. Catch you on the flip-flop! And on to the topic, and our topic today is going to be new mechanics and how they can change a meta. And this came up mostly because Bo and I agreed that Gen 6 was the best meta that ever happened in all of Pokemon. While at the same time, the entire Pokemon community is going crazy about Mega Evolution with these rumors. And maybe even on Friday, we see Mega Alolan Golem. Uh, I'm going to say Mega Alolan Golem specifically because that's the one nobody wants. And does he just turn into a railgun at that point? Like, just a full-on railgun. I want it. I want him to become a full uh, electric rock dragon. So that's what I, that's what I think. <laughs> uh, let's go. And the, the mechanic for um, Gen 8 is going to be is three types. You know, yeah. they start doing three types. I'm done with competitive. Nah, man, just for just for like one turn, like a one turn mega burst. You mean like a you mean a move that's like multiple times, like a Z mega. You're done right now. You're <laughs> <just> done. <laughs> no, I'm spitballing. Like I'm just kidding. Like do not do not do not listen to me. I think before we get to Gen Eight and the possible mechanic changes they can see there, I think it's good to go through the history of how this all came about, uh, beginning with the most balanced meta of all time, that being Gen Six. <laughs> Generation 6 was the first meta to introduce Mega Evolutions, which was pretty much the first big mechanic change in Pokemon. And I think that was a really healthy way to change the mechanics in Pokemon, by the way. We always talk about the Pokemon battle system changing. I think there was that rumor for a little while that the new Pokemon games were going to include combat like that of Digimon World, which is hideous, and I'd never want to see that happen in Pokemon. (laughs) However, I think that looking at these mechanic changes such as Mega Evolution, can we can show, shed some light on how Pokemon becomes balanced. And if you look at that, it's really cool because one, it does accomplish what they set out to do, which is to make old Pokemon relevant again. Because in what world is Mega Manetric actually viable, or Manetric itself viable? Or even for that matter, if we take a look at Pokemon like Maw Isle or even Charizard, Charizard on its own is a pretty poopy Pokemon. Poopy poopoo Pokemon. He's not very good. And P-U. he is in PU. Fun facts. Because he stinks. <laughs> yes, because he stinks. Because he's an awful Pokemon. Absolutely garbage. That's why it's called PU. Only because, because they stink. Because you go PU. 
Mega Evolution brought a game changer in that, one, you get these powered up Pokemon. You get a lot more Pokemon that weren't viable before. And even in Gen 6, I would say not so much in Gen 7. In Gen 6, I think the way to team build a Pokemon was to just grab a Mega Evolution you liked and then build around that Pokemon, which I think is fantastic. And it was a much easier way to build than it was previously, where you're just like, man, where do I even start? And then you find out later on that Feraligator was not a good choice. You should have chosen another Pokemon to build your team around. And that's, I don't know, I thought Megas were pretty cool, though. I thought they gave you a nice little spin on old Pokemon, but at the same time, they also kind of took competitive play to the next level because you had to kind of guess which one of your opponent's Pokemon was going to be a Mega and how that was going to affect your gameplay. And, I mean, especially in the case of Mega Charizard, you even had to guess which Mega it was going to be, which is, if you guys haven't seen it already, and let's go Pikachu and let's go Eevee, to choose your Mega Evolution for Charizard, they let you choose which one you want to go to before you Mega Evolve. What? So you get so you get both with one stone? You guys are probably a little uninformed, but <clears throat> there are probably no hold items in Pokemon Let's Go. There are probably zero held items whatsoever. Oh. Yeah, that's depressing, right? There's also probably no abilities. Yeah, I guess because there aren't there aren't hold items in Go, are there? No, this is also probably a. I don't want to. I don't want to say bad things about it because I know there are people who are excited for Let's Go, and rightfully so. You should be, but this is kind of a watered down Pokemon experience to an extent. I don't want to. Watered down is a bad way to say it as well. I guess I would call it. It, it is what it is. It's a it's a casual Pokemon experience, right? And so you don't get the full on Pokemon movesets with it. But however, I feel like it's a Wii version of Pokemon. That is a good <laughs> analogy. It is what the Wii was to video games to the Pokemon franchise. Yes, I would agree with that. Except Battle Revolution, man. Give me Battle Revolution, please. Just let me yeah. have freaking arenas, man. That's all I want. Just give me an arena. Just not some digital arena thing. I'm just sick of it, Pokemon. Yeah. However, uh, going back to Gen 6 meta, I think that Mega Evolutions were just... It was one of those things that kind of centralized the meta to an extent. That was kind of mm. the overall strategy, and it was very rare to see a team without Megas. I don't know if you guys would agree with me or not. Yeah. Because I know you both My believe that. My UUTC team didn't have a Mega. <laughs> what? That was, for sure. that was also before Aegislash and Greninja were banned, and I ran both. So you were just the worst. Oh, no. Both got banned during the tournament. We were like, oh, well, you don't have to adjust your teams. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> it was great. That's too good. No, I just, <laughs> I think Megas were a really big shift in just how Pokemon was played. What about you, Maximus? Did you you would say the same thing? I would assume. Yeah, Megas were a big part of it. Like, and that's before they got the whole meta got swamped with them back in Gen. Well, I say let's say X and Y because my favorite Mega in X and Y was Mega Bayonet. That was my trifecta. He was part of my trifecta with some of my Pokemon. But once Oras started coming out, there were just so many to pick. Mega Bayonet fell to the wayside. I still use it, but. They're just, why would you use it if you're playing like the higher tiers? Mm -hmm. but, but I always had this philosophy that you can do well with any Pokemon, but it's just really, really hard. I think you're somewhat correct. 
I don't know that you could do well with Smeargle unless it was the 2016 VGC meta. Well, they all, like every Pokemon has its niche. Like said, it works well in double battles versus, like, of yeah. course, better than but since they, you can't chain anything anymore. Yeah, it's sad. We can talk about shiny hunting or just chaining in general at some point, but because, I, I mean, I talk about it a lot on stream. I'm just not a big fan of SOS chaining. I think it's the lazy man shiny hunting because you can kind of just sit there and just shiny hunt for funsies and just you, there's no no involvement. You just have to make sure you don't kill the Pokemon. That's all there is to it. How, yeah, but yeah, I think that was a big shift. I also think when we go to Gen 7, we get Z moves. I think those are also a big shift. Yeah, well, I, I don't think they were as big as Mega Evolutions. I think Mega Evolutions were the centralizing power and Z moves were just a fun new toy more than anything else. I would say the addition of Z-moves wasn't much different than the addition of new Pokemon in general. I mean, they're cool little tools you can add on, and sometimes it's really cool that you can get a Grassium Z slapped onto a Rotomo for some funsies, but I don't think they were as game-changing as Mega Evolutions, and that's okay. I don't think everything needs to be on par with a new mechanics change with Mega Evolutions. Though I think Z-moves are fun. From a playthrough standpoint, the uh, the Z crystals were fun because they were like how you tracked your progress, but there were like way more of them than like gym badges or anything. So there's yeah. like what, 18. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One for each type. And plus, yeah, you got to so, go out of your way to get some of them too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was just a really fun way to like track your progress. I thought. You're not wrong. I think that's absolutely true. They there were some good times. It was. It. I just. I don't know. I think Z moves. I think they wanted them to be something bigger than they were, but I like that there's more strategy that goes along with them. They made it a very balanced way. One, in that it has to be a hold item, and two, in that it's a one-turn thing, and if you miss, if you mess up, you're done. Because I think the biggest indicator of that is sometimes you can predict Z-moves, just like you can predict moves of your opponent if when you get to that higher level of play in Pokemon, right? And when you're predicting things, and your opponent's just like, oh man... I'm about to unleash my um, Ghostium Z move. I, what is that even called? I don't think it, Endless Nightmare or something ne- like that. Never Ending Nightmare. Never ne- Ending Nightmare. That's it. And it's just like, here comes Never Ending Nightmare. And then you're just like, here's my uh, normal type Pokemon because every type's got normal type tacked onto it now because Gen 6 happened. You send out, you know, your Heliolisk or something. And they use up their Z move slot for literally nothing. Uh, I think they did a good job there, though, making them not super overpowered. I really do like that mechanic. And it seems like that's kind of what they're trying to do now with Pokemon is come up with a new quote-unquote mechanic for battle to kind of keep things fresh. Though I'd be okay in Gen 8 if they didn't come out with one. I don't know that I need, like, hey, here's another hold item for your Pokemon, so now it can, for one turn, be a water type or some nonsense, right? Right. It would be nice to get uh, more Megas or more Z-moves. I think Megas are probably the big thing that a lot of people are looking to in terms of getting more. Yeah, I mean, even if you just put in another dozen, dozen and a half more, you give Gen 5 love, you give Gen 6 love, you Mm -hmm. can even give Gen 7 love and Gen 8. Yep. And then you hit a few backlogs, maybe the Johto starters, whatever. Exactly. And then then you've you've got a whole new shift up, not to mention if you add... You know, they were saying they were going to add a bunch more Pokemon, weren't they? Yeah. I, well, I don't know how many more. I like how many they've been adding in recent re, in recent generations. Because if you look at Gen 6, they only added about 70 or 80. 
And then the same goes for Sun and Moon. They only added 70 or 80. And I feel like that's a good number of Pokemon to add, especially at this point with how many Pokemon we have in general. I was checking out Ultra Beast today. Um, uh, Poipole and Naganadel uh, in specific, uh, the Pokedex entry for Poipole stated that it was like so popular that it was like chosen to be uh, like a starter Pokemon in its dimension. Really? Yeah. That's cool. And um, and I also thought it was interesting about Poiple that it kind of like set this new tier because it was like a kind of an unspoken rule of Ultra Beast and Sun and Moon that they can't evolve or that they don't evolve. And then Poiple comes around. That's untrue. Fun fact. Uh, because <laughs> it turns out that Cosmog is technically an Ultra Beast. Oh, an Ultra Beast. You're right. You're right. You're right. So I guess they did. So now there's technically... Uh, one branched evolution and one other evolution, an Ultra Beast. I think that they could uh, either do one, a spinoff game in uh, an Ultra Dimension. Oh. I think that'd be really neat. Or, yeah. or uh, you just carry on kind of with the Ultra story and you add more Ultra Beasts in upcoming games. I think that's also a way to go. Man, they have so many interesting ways to go in terms of mechanics. I would like to see different types of Ultra Beast type things. Uh, only because they all have the same ability, which is Beast Boost, which kind of makes them somewhat one-dimensional. And yeah. it, it doesn't give you the variety that normal Pokemon would. Uh, I could right. I yeah. could definitely see like an Ultra Space-esque story. Well, what about in Ultra, in Ultra Space, they have a hidden ability or something? Yeah, exactly. That'd be cool. Um, though we've already kind of done that, because you can go to Ultra Space now and Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon if you'd finish the game, Bo. And Hey, man. <laughs> that's why i was looking up the four pokemon that i didn't know yet <laughs> uh, also i was about to make that a trivia question by the way this is a complete aside um if you look at the four pokemon that were added in ultra sun and ultra moon right well not four but if you look at the uh yeah if you look because if you include the zero three, aura, well if you include well, zero aura five. and you include the three ultra beasts that they added if you look at every single one of their names there is not a single Pokemon that they added with less than four vowels in their name. Oh, yeah. You said that before, too. Yep. Poipul, Naganadel, Stackataka. Blacephalon, and Zeraora. That's a lot of vowels. A lot of vowels. They're just like, yeah, we want to make this hard to say. You can't pronounce these things. But Gen 8, though. Gen 8, I would, I mean, I think, I think you're reasonable as well. Maybe we're not thinking outside of the box enough. But you know what? That's not my job. That is the job of TPCI. And Game Freak to be like, yeah, here's the next thing, and it's not going to break the game, and we can do it. I think the only thing I can think of that they can probably introduce is somehow including something kind of like the call feature from Pokemon Coliseum, where the trainer can do something in the battle, can do something to affect the outcome of the battle, right? That would that would be neat. I was kind of talking about that with Snag, and he was saying like maybe you know each trainer has like. Uh, like a job or a class mm. and that class is what you can do that affects the battle. I, w I don't know about that because then you get like super heavy RPG elements. That's what I was like, man, that's just going to be so much more to Pokemon, you know? Yeah. That's just that you have to do, but I, I could know. see the trainer being able to do like one of like four or five options to yeah. affect the battle. I could see something like that. I, I think that would but be really cool. But I think the trainer already has that option with items. Yeah, you're not uh, wrong. You know. I don't know. Maybe the trainer can go, like, pick up the Pokemon and take a hit for it, and you can reenact 
the first episode of the Pokemon anime. Okay, but you can also do that with the Pokemon doll or Pokemon. Oh, oh my gosh, you're just stop ruining it. <laughs> you just stop. have to play the games the way I play them with RPG in mind. Like I play every game. Like oh, I can't class in this game. Well, I'm gonna play this game like I am this class anyway, and I'm gonna catch these Pokemon. And I'm gonna use these items. And I'm gonna do it this way because I want to. Bo, you're <laughs> like the ideal person to be playing pokemon because that's what they want i know <laughs> that, is, that is absolutely what they want they just want you going man i want to play pokemon this way and yep. f- shove your I head cannon st- here i never stop pretending <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if that's a healthy lifestyle Bo. totally uh-huh. is you just gotta find you a person that also pretends with you and will I'd- go on walks and like do weird stuff it's great Oh, man. <laughs> All right. And uh, back to you, Thatch. <laughs> <laughs> so in Gen 8, I don't know what they could come out with next. I, I they've, atta- they've changed moves. They've changed Pokemon themselves. I don't know how they could do it. Other than like we, you were talking about adding a third type for a turn or something like that. <laughs> no, no. That was a total joke. That was not at all. Do not take that seriously. Shame on you for taking that seriously. That would be okay. So I'm going to take it seriously now and just kind of expand upon it. Maybe adding stab. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be something like. In terms of, I mean, Z moves kind of do that, right? They kind of add stab, in terms of just like powering up the move greatly. Yeah, but yeah, totally. You're right. I can see it being an awesome defensive move, right? Imagine. Uh, something like Aegislash. You could probably bring Aegislash down to OU if an item like this existed, where you go, okay, Aegislash is out there. I'm predicting Shadow Ball to come. I'm gonna click my I- I'm gonna click to activate my item, and I'm gonna turn my Pokemon into a normal type for half a mo- for this turn, right? It would be an interesting play because the last two changes to mechanics have been, I would say, Mega Evolution is like 75% offensive, 90 or said 25% defensive. But but don't they have that item already in the form of a berry? Isn't there a berry that like if you're hit with a blank type move, it negates it? Or it won't make it immune. It'll make it weaker. It'll make it weaker. It'll <laughs> cut the power in half. But so say like Shadow Ball's coming and you turn into a normal type for a move. That would be kind of cool. Though I I don't know that's that's but aren't there abilities that do that already? Uh no I don't think so like, no, like normalize. No that changes the that changes the type of normal moves to uh to a certain type. I don't know that normalize does that. I I don't know if normalize exists. I know like the Del Caddy one has like an a, a ability that changes all of its moves to normal type. Yeah that that's different though that I'm talking about changing the type of the Pokemon so you, you get the defensive advantage. Um, uh, I I think that's the uh, that's what I would much rather have. So mm-hmm. I I would much rather have something where it's just like okay, cool. Shadow Ball is immune for this turn because I turn into a normal type, or vice versa. You see a return or something coming from a Mega Kangaskhan, you click the button and you become a Ghost type for a turn. Well, that's that, that's what Protein is, though, isn't it? No, Protein turns you into the type of Pokemon that of the move last move type that you used. So this would be an item instead of Protein. I mean, it kind of, and it's only, it only lasts for a turn. Protein is permanent until you use your next move. So I, I mean, this would just be a temporary thing. I think that would be really cool. I mean, it would be, I would see it having niche play. It would be even less effective than Z moves currently, but I could definitely see some people using it. To utilize, like, I think I'd much prefer any other item. 
I think it would have a niche use. And I think I agree with you to an extent because, I mean, if you look at Z-moves, not every team runs a Z-move now, right? And even now in this current meta, you don't see a mega evolution on every team either. So I could see it becoming a niche thing, and I don't think it needs to be a game changer. Like Gen 6 meta, I think we can all agree it was a lot of fun. It was probably one of the most balanced metas of all time. And it, w- it was just overall a good time. We were all happy oh, with there it. There were so many Pokemon. Uh, there were some broken Pokemon. I will say that. <laughs> like, who? They didn't give me an example. Pokemon. Give me an example and tell me if it rhymes Talent with Randorus. 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 Mega Kangaskhan. Mega Kangaskhan got banned from OU, though, in Gen 6. Yeah. yeah. They, even, they even nerfed its ability in the next generation. Yes. But the problem is it can break a lot of things. Like, just double hit, multi-hit moves in general are really good. Especially with that kind of power. Because it's going to turn into a normal... Yeah, bye-bye Sash, bye-bye um, Substitute. By Sturdy, by Substitute. Yeah. It's just... It's stupid good. And... That on it, they could make they can they could even nerf it down to like a hundred percent, and then the baby Pokemon are doing twenty five or fifty percent like it has uh, it does now and in the past. Um, they could nerf it down to one percent even, and I think you'd still see Mega <laughs> Kangaskhan go to OU or go to Ubers, just because having that second like tap is really big. Yeah, you can still take it out. Like let's say you put a Pokemon all the way down to a Sash, the extra one percent will take it out. Yep. And that's the big thing. I think that's I think that's what everybody goes with, is just how broken it is to break the sash. Because with most other multi hit moves, they're not super high base power. I think the highest base power one is probably maybe double hit, right, or tail slap. And the only Pokemon that are using those are skill link Pokemon, but they're just not high base power moves, and they're just not high base power moves. So it makes sense. I don't know. I I think Gen Eight will come up with something. I honestly hope that it's just more Mega Evolutions, like just. Pokemon Fusion. No. Do not stop. That's where we're going to end it. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I love the cringe. Every episode, baby. That is that is going to be the end of the topic today. <laughs> I, will, I will say this. If they do more Megas, give it to Pokemon that actually deserve it. Instead yeah. of giving it to all the pseudo-legendaries. Yeah, Flygon doesn't, Flygon doesn't need one. I'm telling you that. And uh, I just got Wait a minute, lot of... How come Flygon gets bad rep for it? No, Flygon doesn't. So it, the community is all about that Flygon love, and I just like to make the community upset at me. Um, they... Give it to Dusknor, dude. Dusknor needs a mega now. Um, yes, and it is. It is. I should do an entire episode on Battlecast, just titled <clears throat> "The Eviolite Problem." I want. I want a mega lady in. Okay, that would be sweet. Dude, would, would it not be awesome? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Mega Ladian. I'm really upset, not about Ladian so much, but more about Butterfree not getting in a Lolan form. I would have been so Ooh. down with Butterfree becoming, instead of Grass Flying, like Psychic Bug or something like that. Not Grass Flying. Um, bug Flying, it would turn into Bug Psychic or something. I would have been down with that. Hear me out. I want Mega Chandelure also. Ooh. Eh. Dude, but, I think Mega Chandelure would be so cool. And Give it like just have like speed. a bunch of little like crystal glass danglies. Oh, right. That is where we're going to end it, guys. <laughs> uh, they, this is the topic. We're going to be right back at you with the Pokemon of the episode. Pokemon of the episode.
And welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 407, Roserade, the bouquet Pokemon. It's Gen 4 entry say. It attracts prey with a sweet aroma, then downs it with thorny whips hidden with, uh, in its arms. With the movements of a dancer, it strikes with whips that are densely lined with poison thorns. Wait, time out. So, like... It's attracting prey, but it's a Roserade. So it's like, it's like trying to, it, it's like, I guess maybe it's more of a masquerade party type deal, but I keep thinking it's supposed to be some kind of thief, but that yeah. makes It's like, it has a sweet aroma and the thing comes to it and it's like, oh, look at me. I'm this very nice, pretty mysterious dancer thing. And then I kill you with my diddly poison thorn hands. Aha! And then I with eat the movements you. of a dancer. It strikes with quips that are densely lined with poison thorns. Each of its hand contains different toxins, but both hands can jab with near fatal power. Okay, why doesn't it learn Vine Whip? Does it not? Does it at least learn Power Whip? Uh, checking. No, it does not. No. What the heck? Oh no, it does. It does. It does learn Power Whip now in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. It did not until Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, specifically Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Maybe because it has tiny thorn whips, like... It doesn't really matter because Roserade's base attack is garbage, it's base 70. He's got base 60 HP, base 55 defense, so if you kind of just hit it with a Flare Blitz, it's dead. If you sneeze a Flare Blitz at it, it's dead. And then <laughs> special attack of 125, special defense of 105, speed of 90. These are, th- like, those last three stats are, like... Good. I'm not bad at all. Yeah, those aren't bad stats. Oh, actually, I messed up. He actually gets a uh, slight defense buff in Gen Six. I was reading up until Gen Five. He did get it. He has got a base sixty-five defense now, which is all right. It's not the greatest, but it's all right. Roserade, oh, though, huh. isn't. It? I mean, it's not a terrible Pokemon. It's an RU right now. I ran one for a while. Yeah. Yeah. No, there. It's not bad at all. Even now, I'd say it's not a bad Pokemon overall. You could probably get it to work in OU if you really wanted it to. However, there are a couple better grass types, namely like Tapu Bulu or Venusaur. Mega Venusaur is actually just the reason. It's just much better. Mm-hmm. And it that's what that's the case with a lot of Pokemon you'll notice in lower tiers, like in RU. It's just that there's a Pokemon that just does what it does better. Yeah. And in this case, it's Venusaur is a better Roserade. However, Roserade is still good. In RU, you can, it can hold its own. I think a good move set for it would be Leaf Storm, Sludge Bomb. Probably Hidden Power Fire to cover something like, well, Scizor is not down there, thankfully. But it can cover its weaknesses for other Grass-type Pokemon. I believe Fortress is an OU, so that hits Fortress, which would effectively wall it otherwise. And you've got another move slot, and you can throw something like Spikes in there. And you can just get spikes up for free. Um, you could also, it's got access to extra sensory, which I think is fantastic. And then it's also got access to something like, um, uh, what is it? I mean, I guess extra sensory is the only thing that I would care about that it has otherwise. Uh, actually, it has quite, a, like, as far as attacking moves, or are you just talking about moves in general? Special attack moves. Uh, it does have Dazzling oh. Gleam. It doesn't get Dazzling Gleam. But I think I would rather have extra sensory than Dazzling Gleam. I don't think Dazzling Gleam hits anything except for maybe Dark types, which aren't a huge threat in RU. At least with Extra Sensory, you can get other Poison types that may wall the other moves. Exactly. I think Extra Sensory is a better move overall. Um, he does get... I don't think he gets Signal Beam. Does he? I don't think he does. No, he... he uh, no, he does not. He does not get Signal Beam. So, I mean, those are the only things I would really care about. Maybe Venoshock. Maybe. 
you could probably try to set up toxic spikes and use Venoshock, but I'd much rather more reliably just use spikes. Um, he does get synthesis. That's also worth a mention. Um, if you plan on just going full out attack mode, though, uh, you could throw a choice garf on there, 252 special attack, 252 speed, throw your other four wherever you want. Um, I would also go ahead and uh, just have fun with that. You could do life orb as well or poisonum Z even. Um, I would say poisonum Z because chestnut is also down in RU right now. And Chestnut has that bulletproof ability, which I think a lot of people forget about almost all the time. And if you're not running extrasensory, I would honestly say run Poisonium Z, because then you can actually hit Chestnut with a Poison-type move and actually do something. If not, Chestnut's just going to sit there and be like, haha, your Sludge Bomb does nothing, while it sits there and decides to Focus Punch you or something, I guess. I actually don't know what Chestnut does anymore. Sub up. Yeah, sub up. I mean, if you're not running extra sensory, run Poison MZ. One, you get to use the Poison Z move, which you don't get to use that often. And two, uh, you can kill those chestnut. That's a real big thing. Also, S Cavalier's down there. I forgot. So Hidden Power Fire is a must. Hidden Power Fire is definitely a must. So that is uh, that is uh, the competitive Rose aspect. Rose Raiden's got some pretty neat trivia. Ooh, go for it. So Rose Raiden Pre-Evolution are the only Poison-type Pokemon in the Fairy Egg group. Um, okay. The most interesting thing is Roserade is uh, one of uh, the only two third-stage Pokemon which can be obtained at level one, the other being Porygon Z. That would be ah. a really good trivia question because everybody knows Porygon Z. That's true, but now Roserade. Nobody knows Roserade. I didn't realize Roserade. Shiny Roserade also looks pretty sweet, by the way. And uh, its name is a combination of Rose and Masquerade. <laughs> that I wouldn't have known. And uh, you'll love this batch. Rosie wears a Roserade costume in Pokemon Battle Revolution. Oh, wow. Wow. Man, I miss Pokemon Battle Revolution so much. (laughs) You want to just hang out and play some B-Revs? Kind of, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're taking me back to my, uh, what's it called? You're you're taking me back to my high school years. We can't even get on the nfc anymore with our wheeze can we no we could probably get on one of the um third party ones that people are running yeah yeah all right man i'm gonna go steal my wii from my parents we should try to figure this out only only so we can have that one pokemon battle revolution battle and then never do anything again. then never do it ever again <laughs> yeah so no, we should set up some sick tournaments yeah, so, that'd be a lot of fun. Some, some real Pokemon Underground. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that, I mean, Roserade also has one card currently in rotation. It's not very good. It's an Ultra Prism, though the art's kind of cool. Most TCG cards, I think the only reason to get them are the cool art. And this is one of them. Because Roserade's a stage one, 100 HP grass type. For one grass energy, it gets Inviting Poison, which is switch one of your opponent's bench Pokemon with their active Pokemon. The new active Pokemon is now poisoned. You've just wasted an attack on what some Pokemon can do as an ability. And then for two grass energy and a colorless, so that's already too much energy. 100 damage, which is too much energy for that much damage. Um, You can move any number of grass energy from your Pokemon in any other way you like. It's kind of grass energy shuffle, but you're probably shouldn't be playing grass if you want to do energy transfer you should be running metal or electric right now i don't know about any other uh types right now that are doing energy transfer you can tell me i'm wrong i'm not super hyped on the tcg right now i haven't been playing competitively for a while but in my opinion i would say just go play metal (laughs) (laughs) 
Just go play metal. Metal's going to be such a good type. I'm, uh, I really like metal in the TCG right now. So that is it for Rosa Raid. We are going to kick it on over now, guys, to the mailbag. It's mail time! It's time for the mailbag! Send in your emails! And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves! Very enthusiastic, guys. And as always, we'll give out the Green Taurus badge roll to anybody we think inspires discussion here today. Uh, for those of you who are new to the show, this is the segment where we read listener emails and we talk about their ideas and their concepts. It's a way for you, the listener, to become part of the show, part of the discussion, part of the conversation. And as always, we have a mailbag prompt. And this week was, what new mega evolutions would you like to see come out if Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, if you think they're happening? So we're going to dig right into this mailbag, but first a word from our buddy basket. So he writes to us, Hey, Puckle peeps. It's your buddy basket. Last episode for the Pokemon, the episode, you were wondering why Slowking isn't as high a tier as Slowbro. Freaking call mind bros. Slowking is lame because he has a lower defense stat and no move to increase it in the same way. Calm mind increases Slowbro's special while boosting its main attack stat special. Look all over Smogon. Once Slowbro got Calm Mind, maybe it always had it. I'm too lazy to check. It did always have it, Basket. Vanilla Slowbro always has it in sets. Only way Slowbro doesn't is in those goofy Mega Slowbro sets. Anyways, Basket loves you, peeps. Keep keeping it cool, Basket. I guess he's right, but that's fine. That's that's all. I just wanted Basket to have his say in the show. But uh, Basket was right. Basket was right. Everyone, Basket was right. Uh, so this next one is from uh, Jax, Jakes. I don't even know how to say his name, but that's fine. And uh, Maximus, you got this one. I think it's Joe. Joe? Yeah. Oh, it's got an X in it, though. Yeah. Jax. Pe- people, if they if you put, like, Jax, Jax. J? Joe? I think it's Joe. Jack. So Joe. he gets the badge because we just had a 30-minute conversation about how to pronounce his name, right? <laughs> And yeah, do oh, forget this. I'm, I'm, I'm calling him I didn't do that with my name. That was all like trying to pronounce it right. Yeah, trainer red. Um, and then, <laughs> all right. So this email is from uh, from Sam or Jax. Go for it. Uh, go for it, uh, Maximus. Hello, Puckle. I'm Sam. Or online, I'm Jax. I've been listening to Puckle since July, and this is my first email. It's Fairly easy question for me to answer, as my favorite Pokemon is from Gen 1, Arcanine. I'd love to see Arcanine get a Mega, and I think I have thought up some feasible ideas of what it would be resembled. First, if Arcanine Mega evolved, I think it would probably remain Mono Fire, although I think it could possibly gain the Dragon type. The dragon uh, type? I don't think so. Maybe dark type. He gets like dragon rage and stuff, and he's like the legendary Pokemon. I'd probably I, see him get more like a dark type or even a psychic type. Fairy. Fairy type. Fairy? I could see fairy type totally. Yeah. <sighs> no, I don't see it with the fairy type. I, I, I think I see mono fire before anything else, but if he's going to gain a type, yeah, I don't think dragon. 
We got so many fairy steel Pokemon, it's disgusting. Dude, a fairy fire would be sweet. Dude, there's so many times I've been team building, I'm like, yeah, now if I just put my fairy fire type here, my team would be really nice and balanced, and then I don't have it. And then he gets then if he gets the like the Chinese lion face, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then he could, that totally works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Done. We just designed a a perfectly good Game mega. Freak. That one's on us. We'll let you have that one for free. There you go. You can have it, bro. For free. <laughs> All right. Keep going, Maximus. <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. As for stats, I think it'll possibly just gain 20 in all its stats, except for HP, of course. Alternately, it could gain 30 to 40 points in attack and speed and have the rest of the points evenly distributed. As for abilities, I could see it having Reckless, Sheer Force, Defiant, Tough Claws, or Fur Coat. I also think Fire Rate, which turns normal moves into Fire Type, could also be an option, although I think Fur Coat is the most likely. If it did gain a Fur Coat, its combination with normal Arcanine's Intimidate would make it very resistant to physical attacks. Including yeah. If you, especially if you will or wasn't burn it, too. Yeah, I don't think that's happening. That'd be disgusting. Yeah. That, co- that combination, Fur Coat, Intimidate, and will or was all on the same turn. Mm-hmm. I could also see it being like, that would be stupid broken. Um, I I think if we had Mega Arcanine, and this is an aside, I should like, I, actually, I'll, I'll save it. You should finish the email. Okay. <clears throat> uh, da, da, da. This will make Arcanine even more naturally bulky as it already has decent bulk. Combine what would be a monster attack and good speed would make Arcanine a very strong mod. Touching on some of the other abilities, Reckless would be very good for Arcanine as it has access to Flare Blitz and Wild Charge. Hmm. Tough Claws would make Arcanine extremely strong mod, and I think its ability is at least like, well, this is the ability is the least likely to be used. Overall, I think Arcanine could be a strong candidate to Mega Evolve and could be very good. Here are a few images. Oh, wait. Okay, just for I'm reading this out loud, but you guys can't see the images. Yeah, it, it, we we appreciate the images, but it's very hard to translate them to an audio podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, but see. they're still cool for us to look at. <laughs> Let us enjoy the cool things, guys. We're going to take five minutes of silence so we can stare at these pictures, okay? No, nah, we'll just stare at them off. But they're <laughs> like, yeah, they look, they look neat. Yeah. The last one looks like it could be a, a fire and electric type. Yeah. Mm. Kind of looks like a squirrel. Yeah, it kind of looks like a squirrel. Uh, you want to finish that email up? Well, I hope my email proved interesting and sparked some conversation. Uh, Just wait. Keep keep up the good work, Puckle. With regard, Sam. P.S. Keep in mind, I'm biased toward Arcanine, so some of my ideas may not be overpowered. They are. <laughs> uh, that's where we're going to go. So I think, I think the fur code wouldn't work just because Arcanine's defense is already gross. And it would just be too good, especially with the Willow, like you were saying, Maximus. That would just be yeah. stupid. All in one turn. I feel bad for whatever physical force that goes against it. I also see Arcanine potentially kind of getting into a Mega Garchomp type phase, right? Where, let's say you make Mega Arcanine and you don't change its base speed. You just change like its attack and maybe a couple of its defenses, right? I think people would opt to still run regular Arcanine over Mega Arcanine. 
because one, they can save their mega stone or they could throw an item on Arcanine. I think throwing something like leftovers in Arcanine is super powerful as it is. Well, it does get morning sun, so it has its own recovery. It does. It does get some recovery, but I still think something like leftovers on a bulky Arcanine is way better. I mean, it depends on what Mega Arcanine turns out to be like, I guess. Um, maybe he gets a type added to him. That might be good. I mean, I would, like I said at the beginning, I'd take Fire Fairy. Oh, yeah, totally. Fire Fairy sounds rad. I mean, that's where I'll end it. I just, I think it sounds really good. I mean, Arcanine, I think, I agree with you, is a good candidate. I don't know what that would entail. Um, Though, if we get Mega Arcanine, we should totally get Mega Ninetales. But then you get the Alolan mm. issue. No. Yeah, they've already got Alolan. It's like I, I said think... earlier, form, anything with a Alolan form should not get a Mega Evolution. I don't know. I like the mouthful. All kinds, of, all kinds of duos with Megas. Like, they have Mega Beedrill, but not Mega Butterfree. You have, you know, Mega agron but not mega wall rain you know i only say i want regular mega nine tails because i think nine tails as a mega has more uh, more potential to become a fire fairy than arcanine personally i just want a fire fairy well, i think mega rapidash can be a really sweet fire fairy yes that one should be with fire like fairy. pegasus wings yes, yes. that was Ooh. a solid response from both of you <laughs> <laughs> it was not a. It was not a yes, maybe or could be. It's a solid yes. <laughs> yeah, we've already. There's another one for you, Game Freak. Just take it. All these right. are these are low balls, bro. Yep. Just hit. Just hit them. All right. So this next one All is right. from Uncle Oshawott, and this is for you, Bo. Yes, yes, yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, Mega Evolution. Its introduction sparked a new era of Pokemon. That was quickly snuffed out before Gen 5 even got a second one. But hey, if the rumors are true, we may finally get more of this amazing mechanic. With more first-gen love, of course. Well, if I need to give a Mega to a first-gen Pokemon, how about we give to someone who desperately needs it? Someone who is underappreciated, has a great design, and is currently in PU. That's right, I'm talking about Dugong. Of all the underappreciated first-gen Pokemon, I think Dewey reigns supreme. I think the first step to give him uh, some more colors. Plain white looks great (laughs) in seal, but Dugong's monochromatic design isn't doing any favors. His mega would probably include gems and royal decor. Uh, Do give him that regal Prince of the Sea look. A type change would probably do him good as well. Maybe just... Make him a pure water type. Ice dragon. Ice dragon, yes. Hmm. Yes, he's a puppy dragon. <laughs> now, n- now, to be fair with Zugon, the only reason why it's in PU, because there are a lot of other water ice Pokemon that does his job way better. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's so like, many. Ice water is like normal flying. <laughs> like, there's, mm. just so many there's just so many of those mons, though. I don't go that far. Okay. Uh, anyway, anyway, these typos, buddy. Anyway, yep. that's my casted ballot for a Gen One Mega Evo. What do you think? What do you guys think? Should we focus more on the underappreciated underbelly of Gen One? Sincerely, your unclest Oshawott, Uncle Oshawott. Honestly, bef- before this email, I forgot that Dugong was a Pokemon. <laughs> it he was not a holder of the Green Tauros badge. I what? always thought Uncle he Oshawott's was. Not? Uncle Oshawott is not. Really? That being said, I still think I still <laughs> think it goes to Joe. I still like Sam. 
Sam Jocks Jax. Well, let's all let's all call him by a different name. It's fine. Um, I'm gonna say it's Joe. I'm putting my money on Joe. Joe Jax Jax Sam. Um, yeah, let's 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 all bet on it. What do you guys think? What yeah. do you guys want to wager? Uh, I'm going with Jax. Well, I know. Uh, I, I don't know what y'all just giving me money. Uh, I'm, calling, <laughs> I'm saying it's Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Too good. I think it's Joe. Well, you're you can be wrong, Joe. Bo, it's fine. Um, and <laughs> but if you want to email us next time, you could do so by emailing us at pucklepodcast.com. Also, Joe, yeah, you get the you get the uh, uh, green Taurus badge roll. Just ask somebody on the website. And as, but uh, if you want to email us next week, you can email us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com answering the question, what new mechanic do you, would you like to see in Gen 8? Or would you not even want to see a new one at all? Would you just want Mega Flygon? Let us know in the, uh, in, in the emails. Yeah. So that is it for this week, guys. If you want more Puckly goodness, well, guess what? You can on Thursday by going checking out the Puckle Plus feed where we're going to be dropping Battlecast about RU. And I promised I will this week. I, I don't care, Bo. Um, <laughs> but as always, you can always ch- follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Reddit. All of those are on PucklePodcast.com. More importantly, come and hang out with us on our Discord server. Uh, the link to invite to that is in the show notes, as always. And it's also on our website, PucklePodcast.com. And if you want to help support the show, you can do so in a couple different ways. One, you can just come and watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast. Jushiro and myself are always on there doing some kind of Pokemon shenanigans. Uh, And you can support the show there as well monetarily by just subscribing to us with your free Amazon Prime subscription. Uh, We really appreciate that. You can also just check out our Tee Public and get a sweet throw pillow or onesie for your child, as well as regular Uh, T-shirts. That's also in the show notes. And finally, if you want to support the show more directly and get a cool Bosephus trading card, you can go to, um, what is it called? Patreon.com slash Puckle Podcast and become a supporter there because we're going to be opening up a lot of new Patreon-specific content in the near future, one of those being a PTU podcast that we're going to be testing there. So if you want to check that out and listen to it, possibly for the only time that we'll ever release it, probably not. You could do it there as well. And also, it'll always have early release of that podcast as when it finally goes public. So definitely check that out. Uh, I guess that that's it for me um, here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower. I'm Trainer Thatch. I'm Bosefish. I'm Mr. Maximus. And it's closing time. Yeah.
And as always, we here at the Puckle Podcast would like to thank our patrons for making what we do here possible. So thank you to Viger, Duly Noted, Ten Little Men, Dr. Shamu, Dexio, Chris, Alvaren, Claude Nine, Rotted Mushroom, Jimmy Wilson, John, Miguel, Paul, Marcus, Alaria, Andrea, Doc Knox, Mikey, Alec, The Golden Klefki, TJ, Birdkeeper Cobra, Doc McStuffles, John, Greg, Trevor, Jesse, Kevin, Treby, Joshua, Nathan, Daniel, Nick, Ironcaster, Dylan, Shira, Sparky, Orange Avenger, Ozzy, Jedi DJ, Michael, Echo, Anime Gravy, Inferno, Alex, Michael, Eric, Travis, Thomas, and Curtis. We thank you for your patronage, and as always, keep it cool. So we will catch you next week on The Flip Flop. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.